want to do more than follow orders, think outside of the box, and manifest your dreams, then you've come to the right show. Welcome to the award-winning podcast, Holding Down the Fort by U.S. Vet Wealth. I'm your host, Jen Amos, a gold star daughter, veteran spouse, and entrepreneur. For season seven, I am ecstatic to be in partnership with the Rosie Network to highlight motivational stories of personal growth, financial awareness, and autonomy in our military community. Now, let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Oh my goodness, we are almost at the end, y'all. We are almost, almost, almost at the end of season seven of Holding On The Forts by U.S. Vet Wealth in partnership with the Rosie Network. Can you believe it? I can't. It's been a long journey, I'll tell you that. And I talk a lot about it in our free portal, which is available for you to sign up now at holdingonthefortspodcast.com forward slash portal. Anyway, before I get ahead of myself, let me go ahead and talk about this final interview we get to do with UX design expert and project manager for US Bet Wealth, Adrian Suzuki Cruz, also my best friend of 20 years. We continue the conversation from last Thursday, and I want to open up with this quote that I really love that he said in this conversation. He said, entrepreneurship is definitely not a chia pet. And if you don't know what a chia pet is, it probably means that you're too young to listen to this podcast. I say that jokingly. But if you do know it, then yeah, we're definitely in that age group, (laughs) a similar age group to know what chia pets are. But anyway, you know, Adrian continues to share how working with us at US Vet Wealth has given him the confidence to pursue his own business. I mean, he even talks about how he started working with us to begin with, which in the last recording, it was because he was trying to build his portfolio for his UX design courses. And, you know, in this conversation, I thank him emphatically because he really exposed us to a lot of our blind spots in building a business from the ground up. And, you know, one of our blind spots definitely is hoping, you know, is actually not knowing how the user end is receiving everything we're putting out there online for free. It may be for free, but if people don't actually know how to receive it, how to digest it, how to take action on it, then we're just creating a bunch of noise, right? (laughs) So he really helps us make all of our free content here at US Vet Wealth available in the Military Retirement Blueprint, which you can have access to with your free membership for our podcast portal available at holdingdownthefortpodcast.com forward slash portal. And so you'll get to see like our, our blueprint or our portal is so much more improved thanks to him. He really was hands-on and very involved with all the changes. And it's because of him. It's because of him and, and our team listening, more importantly, and taking action that our company has been so fortunate to receive more qualified leads and conversations. So it's been really great. You know, Adrian, thanks again for helping us out with US Vet Wealth. And I really hope that, you know, this conversation inspires you, as always, as I say, you know, it inspires you to do more than follow orders think outside the box and manifest your dreams. We wrap up by talking about entrepreneurship as a commitment like marriage and also the importance of consistency and persistence and, you know, creating opportunities for yourself rather than waiting for them. So Adrian, thanks again for being a part of this show. And thank you for working with us at US Bet Wealth. And to the listener, we hope you get a ton of value from this conversation. Feel free to stick around in the outro for post commentary. Until then, enjoy. So in the very beginning, what we did is I told Scott, like, you have a very wonderful membership portal. 
<laughs> you have three areas to say start here and start here and start here. So <laughs> we had three I starts. mean, uh, three start areas. <laughs> if, I was, if I was going into this portal, but that was brand new, definitely I would think that I'm playing in like an escape room. Like, where do I start? <laughs> Where do I end That's up? That's a good analogy. You know? so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really... That's a good point. <laughs> it was very interesting, but I can't just say like, you know, and be most people say, oh, based off of my experience, you, 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 should, you should just, you should do that. Something yeah. you should, you should, you know, like that doesn't make anyone want to change. So I just asked, hey, let's get just three people who are more to want to, you know, go and do a one-on-one research interview with us to see, like kind of like a focus group, but it's different. A focus group is where you have a lot of people. Uh, user yeah. interviews like one-on-one. And I even had Jen join on some and it, it just opened her eyes. So, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Which actually for people who don't know this, like this was very mind-blowing for me because in my mind I thought, oh, you need a focus group to have many people give feedback. But for you, you did this one-to-one user testing. And so guide us through that because it was mind-blowing to see like, wow, you could actually get a lot of feedback from just watching one person, yeah. you know, observing one person's actions on your website. Yeah. I feel like anyone can do this. It's just taking the time to step out of the situation. And as business owners, I've seen that it is hard when you're in the business and you're so focused yes. on what you need to do next, how are you going to bring the next sales and all, all that stuff. How do I make the customer happy that you forget that it's already running and then, you know, now you're, you need to take yourself out or you might have some blind spots. And that's why when I came in, even genuine, a lot of what was happening, but couldn't see it as well. And it's mm-hmm. not her fault because there was, there's a, there's so many other things that were moving. And so I came in to kind of like, Hey, well, let's just take a step back and see what we can do. So the user testing was that. So we mm-hmm. took one member and we said, Hey, here's their membership website. Where would you start? You know? <laughs> that was <laughs> kind of like our first, that. Yeah, it yeah. Could be as simple as that. And then, and you could just watch them, you know, and then it literally it confirmed even my biases, like maybe they might be able to actually go through it perfectly fine. And then mm-hmm. maybe I'm wrong. But it was very evident to see that they were like, wait, where do I start? I see three. Again, it goes back to the three start buttons. <laughs> do I scroll to the top? Yeah. Do it goes to the bottom. It says getting start here or maybe go get this tour and start here. So it was really it was very uh, eye opening to watch. And then from there. You know, we got to show that to Scott and to show that like, oh, I do need to make a change. I didn't realize that, you know, sometimes you also learn that uh, what I've learned in UX design is that you're not the user. <laughs> yeah, which I was going to I was going to add to that because, yeah. you know, Scott had he said, well, I am the user as you know, he's the stakeholder, right? Like yeah. we're the stakeholders here. And yet his mindset's like, well, I'm I'm going through this. This is for wow. me. Yeah. But it's a completely different experience from someone who's like who's created yeah. this portal versus, you know, like how do the people we actually want to serve navigate it? Yeah. And another good analogy for this is like if you have your, you know, when you have your own computer or desktop or even your phone, you organize your folders the way you would do it. Like, oh, this is where I put all my photos, this is where I put all my files. But if someone else were to take that and try to find those, that same information, they wouldn't because they didn't yeah. organize it. So now it's taking that and trying to say, well, how can it make it so that everyone can see it 
in the same way and it's not confusing. And that's like the whole back to the house analogy that Jen mentioned where maybe we just organize a few parts here and then it would be very simple to know that this is the living room. This <laughs> is starters, a kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, and, then, yeah. and so for us, it was like, where do we create this initial doorway, you know, so that mm. people can get in, understand, you know, what this portal means to them and then how that they can still be a part of it. So, yeah, overall, we did like three user testing and we, we improve the portal each time to give clarity. And it was great because uh, at the, in the end, we had like only one start button and it was a good start to finish. People understood what they want. People are now active in the community and, you know, there there's less friction and now more like, again, clarity of, okay, I know this is exactly what I wanted when I came in here. I love what they're providing us. I want to learn more. And then now everything is nice and smooth and running again. Yeah. I mean, I got to tell you because... Um the calls we've been having as of late have been people who say, I've read your book several times or I've, I've followed, I've read into your content and I really just have like clarifying questions. And the thing is, when people say I've read your book, we do provide it at a price on Amazon.com, but like we don't actually get a lot of sales there. However, you know, it seems like every single day tend to get new people joining militaryretirementblueprint.com, if not a couple of people every day. And our stats have, our numbers continue to grow every single day. And the fact that we now seem to have more qualified prospects, like scheduling calls with us, I really want to credit that to you, you know, Adrian, and for you really making the portal digestible for the end user. Because again, it's like, like you said, our team has worked so hard first and foremost, to create the brand, you know, to create US Vet Wealth, and then to create the messaging, you know, and then to do the sales, like we do everything. But the one thing that is definitely our blind spot is our actual potential prospects receiving this in a way that we want them to receive it. And so I think you really came at the right time to help us with that. And now, you know, we loved it so much. Now we're now we're contracting you to just work with us, um, you know, continuously. So I want to just, you know, thank you for that. And thank you for adding us to your portfolio, because clearly, you know, in just offering the portfolio, it's kind of like, I think kind of what in a way, like what you did was like, oh, let me intern here for free. And then the company ended up liking you so much, they wanted to hire you, you know, and so there's a little tip for anyone, any any entrepreneur or anyone trying to get their foot in the door. It's like offer something for free, you know, and if you provide enough value, they may either hire you or they'll refer you to people. Because I definitely know there's some people uh, like, I mean, one, I'm thinking one person, honestly, in my head that I would refer to you already uh, working with us because this person is also building out like a course in our portal. And they've been so like, they've been in their silo, like this whole time, they've been in, in their own little, you know, cave, like building this out. But who knows if like he, you know, they could have spent all this time working on this course, like, will it really resonate with the people actually going through it? So, so anyway, it's just reassuring also, because as you know, Scott is the visionary, the entrepreneur, you know, he's always the innovator of our business. And I'm more than happy to encourage him to run with his ideas. I just want to make sure we have, you know, that filter, like someone like you to help us say, okay, like this will resonate or like we've done a couple of tests and this is what we found. And, you know, this will probably be better than this option, you know? So just to know that like we could have that, you know, that we do have that opportunity to like 
know for sure, you know, like, or at least like as best as we could at this point that at least what we're trying to put out there, people know the one, two, three steps, you know, to like, to receive our information or to receive whatever we're, you know, whatever we're putting out there. Yeah. And very well said, uh, Jen. I want to add to the fact I was going to mention in the same matter, but it is true. Like putting yourself out there in the beginning is not easy. Everyone just, you know, that's a little bit of the nine to five mindset. Like, oh, I got to be paid to do, you know, this hourly work. But when you're starting out and you're trying to do your own thing, you know, people are not just going to pay you if they don't know what you can actually provide you. So you have to provide value first. So mm-hmm. I did like what you said, like, you know, it's you get, go ask a friend or ask a family friend's friend or someone to see if you're going to go do something, then you're not too sure of it. it that at least you could test it for yourself to see even if you're, what you're going to be offering is valuable to the marketplace. And then, and I'm really grateful. I did want to touch upon the fact that other than, you know, being this, being a, a portfolio and even contracting work for me now, it's given me the confidence to, you know, do the thing that I've said in the beginning is not doing something where I do I have my nine to five job. I'm also being able to create something on the side, something that I actually feel like I want to be doing and just getting that, you know, the valid feeling that like, hey, I'm actually putting something of, of value that people would actually want to, you know, work with me, for instance. And it's hard. It's very hard in the beginning because you're in your mind. You know, I, mm-hmm. I don't know how Jen did it in from the very beginning just to, just to go through it year after year. But it's not easy to just like, you know, everyone's like, oh, I want I want this. I want financial freedom. I want that. You know, we want all these things, but we, will you put in the effort to do it? So a lot of times we don't because we feel like, oh, well, it's just go back to what I'm not because it's going back to status quo. I, I I feel uncomfortable to step out. And there's so many other good people out there. Everyone started mm-hmm. somewhere. Okay. Yeah. So and this, for me, this is my journey of starting somewhere. But there don't get me wrong, there was many moments where I'm just like, oh, I, I want to do this, 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 this. But it, it just I never took the first step. So sometimes it's just taking that first step. And, yeah, 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 yeah. If you ask me, what got me through everything? Desperation. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, that works. Yes, getting fired from four jobs in your young twenties <laughs> and realizing that working with probably wasn't good for you. Yeah, just stumbling through sales in the, like yeah. the last decade. Yeah, it just yeah. a lot of. I definitely feel like I'm at a place now where I'm like, oh, okay. Like I think I even started telling you even last year. I was like, I was like, you know what? I'm like, I'm like an entrepreneur. Like I'm legit. Like I mean, actually, recently I told you that I consider myself an intermediate entrepreneur now because like all the stuff I used to digest that was like very, you know, entrepreneur 101 uh, to like to advance. I've always felt like I've seen like the rags to riches story, right? Of like being an entrepreneur. Yeah. But I feel like I'm in the middle because I feel like I know enough to like keep going and I have like a long way to go to like get to where I want to be. But like, I'm definitely not new in this, right? And I got to say, I like it. I like the journey. I like where I'm at. And it's so much better than like, I'm just glad that I stuck it out with the desperation. And I found other sources of motivation that wasn't desperation to, you know, be where I am today and genuinely like enjoy all the things I'm doing, especially, you know, having this opportunity to do this show and then bring you on and work with you. And, you know, and then just obviously with everyone else who's been a part of the US Vet Wealth community, it's been really, really amazing. So as we start to wrap up here, Adrian, what do you think the future looks like for you? What are your what are your <laughs> plans and hopes for Suzuki Startups? Well, I do hope that I continue to build my clientele, my skills and 
just continue to put in the effort. And even like I mentioned before, this is just the beginning for me. I don't know where it'll take me, but I do know it's taking me somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I do want to make it where I can continue to help. It taught me a lot when just helping with your business and with Scott that I can help other people do the same. So I do hope that I can continue to do that. And with that mindset, instead of saying I want this amount of money and in this short amount of time, I realized that that doesn't seem to be, it's like trying to tell a seed of a flower, like you just pour water the next day. It's a full grown tree. Yeah. Um, this ain't You're no like, chi- why aren't you a tree yet? <laughs> this ain't no chia pet. You know, oh, I just, yeah. We know what chia pets are. You know, the little thing. Yeah. That well, you, yeah. I don't yeah. know about everyone else. We might have just aged ourselves. We either aged ourselves or insulted people older than us who like know who know this. But yes, yeah, definitely not. Like entrepreneurship is definitely not a chia pet. That is absolutely true. If you don't know what a chia pet, just look it up. But it's basically this plant that somehow grows in a day. I've loved their water. It's crazy. So it's wild. It was a very good marketing tool back then. <laughs> I know, you know what? I never bought a Chia Pet, but I always remembered the commercial yes. and like the tune. Like, yes. yeah, it was so funny. Yes. And, I did, and then I learned later in life that you could actually eat Chia. Like Chia seeds are oh, actually yeah. good for you. <laughs> They're actually you know really healthy for you. I thought it was just yeah. the name of the brand. I was just like, it's so cute. Like at the... Yeah, like Chia is like, it's like soy, like yeah. soybeans. Yes. Or, you know, it's like tiny seeds and yes. they that's why they, they or like... um. I can't think of the other tiny seed that like, like sprouts, sprout, yeah. you know, it's like sprout. Yeah. They like root really, yes. really quickly. Right. And so I think that's the reason. And, you know, but anyway, I don't know. <laughs> I just, I kind of want a Chia Pet now. Yeah. <laughs> just throwback. Finally buy that Chia Pet. I always saw in commercials that I never bought. But yeah. And, and also I, the, the biggest thing I really appreciated working with you and continuing to work with you is that there's like so much power in the phrase, third party is the best party mm-hmm. because you know this there are so many things that i have been wanting to say to my team and for whatever reason it only resonated with them because you brought it up <laughs> you know yeah. and i think that's also something to keep in mind you know to our listeners here especially if you do have businesses or if you're trying to test out something is that sometimes it it does help to hear a third party who has nothing to do with your business yeah. you're more likely to receive what they have to say versus the people you see on a day-to-day basis yeah. because you know just like some of the brainstorming sessions I'll have with Scott every now and then you know, I admittedly, I admittingly will tune out a little and I find comfort because I do record it. But also it's like, you know, it is easy. What I'm saying is it's very easy to tune out the people that you see uh-huh. on a day-to-day basis. And I think that having someone like you come in really gets us to kind of like sit up straight, <laughs> actually like, you know, like act like we know what we're doing and all that stuff. So it just makes it better for businesses to yeah. have someone such as yourself. On, on the whole idea of third party, whether it's a referral or a testimonial or, you know, in this case, even big companies do this all the time. They mm-hmm. have to, sometimes they're so into what they've been doing for such a long time, they need a third party to come in and kind of observe, mm-hmm. you know, how the employees are doing, how the management is doing, and then give feedback on how they're doing as a whole. And they might see their blind spots finally versus like, yeah. you know, from bottom up saying, I told you so. And then top down is like, what are you talking about? You know, so <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, there's always going to be that conflict, you know, but if you have a third party, they can say, well, we're just observing and yeah. just letting yeah. you know that this is what we see. And then they're like, <laughs> yeah, so it's like yeah. very nice way. It's 
almost like a therapist. <laughs> you know, yeah, they're, yeah. They're you're like just, a therapist for like yeah, businesses. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So. <laughs> HR. You're like the HR department. <laughs> but yeah, hey, you know, it was a big thing here too that uh, Jen and I always do when, when we're just talking. As you see, we didn't immediately interrupt each other a, a lot. It's just active listening. It's really hard to listen sometimes. And we then, get into so caught up into what we want to do and say and, you know, but when you actually take time to actually hear what the other person's saying, like literally hear, not just like, oh, I heard it and it's gone. It's like you, you want to yeah. be able to interpret that so that you can, you can fully help out, you know, versus just tuning out. Yeah. Or pretending that you are the user, like someone I know. <laughs> Poking fun at Scott. He's an easy punching bag and he's mm-hmm. fine with it. Yeah. We work together and we love each other. La, la, la. Anyway, wow, what a great conversation. We just killed 45 minutes there. I'm curious if there's any final closing thoughts you want to share to our listeners here who are aspiring to do more than following orders, think outside the box and manifest their dreams. Well, I did want to touch up on one more thing before yeah. wrapping up was like Jen had mentioned that, you know, she became an entrepreneur based off of one, yeah, desperation can <laughs> can be a big motivator. But the one thing I would say that I commend her for is persistence and consistency. It's very hard to keep having to <laughs> do something <laughs> and not sure where it's going to go next, you know, but the, just the faith that like it's going to go somewhere. That's what a, I feel like a true opportunity. You're, you're saying you're an intermediate entrepreneur, but I think you're a true entrepreneur in the long run, that vision of wanting to do something. And I'm saying that even for myself and for others, is if you really want to get through, you know, break through something, it's going to require some, yeah, some sacrifice, some desperation. But <laughs> there's also <laughs> the good side of it is if you're just consistent and doing it over and not letting those, you know, your day-to-day motivations pull you down and you just know that you this is really what you want to create, then create it, you know. So that's what I want to finish off here is uh, a lot of times things are created for us. Well, and, you know, your job is created for you. You have a position there, but to actually create it for yourself, well, that's a different level. And I, you know, I think that's what entrepreneurship is about as well. Yes, the collaboration, but it, it's some, it's taking control, not the external environment, but your internal environment to do something, so. Hopefully that that helps wrap up. <laughs> it was both Aww. the recap and for you. Uh, well, thank helped, you. No. That was so that was that meant so much. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. And you know, this this lifestyle is a commitment. It's like a marriage. It's like you just you commit to it, you go through the ups and downs and you like it's a step into faith every single day is what I often say. Um, and every day is a new day, you know. So thank you for Thank you for saying that. You know, this life is a very thankless lifestyle. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> thank I receive. You. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> no, you hang up. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my God. We'll just end on that. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonderful. What a great way to wrap up. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much, Adrian, for being on our show. Thank you for working with US Vet Well. Thank you for being thank my you. best friend. And to our listeners, we hope you got a lot of value out of this conversation. Just listen to the outro for, you know, ways to get hold of Adrian. We'll also have his contact info in the show notes. And with that said, <laughs> I love it. If you're watching video, you should see Adrian's movements with his hands. He's like pointing down. So y'all got to watch the YouTube video of this. It's great. But yes, thank you so much for watching or listening. And we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in thank next time. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Adrian. 
Hey, this is your host, Jen Amos. Thanks again for listening to today's episode of Holding Down the Fort by U.S. Vet Wealth. Visit holdingdownthefortpodcast.com to access the full show notes of this episode, including resources mentioned and bonus content. Once again, that's holdingdownthefortpodcast.com. Lastly, stay after this outro music for something a little extra. Thanks again and chat soon. Bye for now. Hey everyone, welcome, welcome, welcome to the outro. Fun fact, this is the official, this this recording you're watching right now is the official, if you're watching on YouTube, by the way, which we do have a YouTube channel if you've been listening to this on the podcast. This is the official, 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 official last recording I'm doing in my private office that I've had for a year. I did have another private office, but I moved to this one about a year ago. So overall, having a private office outside of the home office for two years. This is the last, last, last recording that I'm doing. It's crazy. (laughs) It's crazy. And I just want to take a moment to say thank you for being a part of this journey, you know, to have recorded season seven of Holding Down the Fort in this office as I start to wrap up. I'm literally going to start packing up as soon as I'm done with this final recording. I have to rush out. Actually, I'm in a hurry to get somewhere, but I just wanted to take this moment and share with you how grateful I am. As an entrepreneur who has primarily been working from home for 13 years of her career, the last two working in private office has been life-changing. And I talk all about this in our free portal available to you now at holdingonthefortpodcast.com forward slash portal. And, you know, really what it's meant for someone like me to really have a physical space to call work and to commute here and to now arrive to a place that I've outgrown because I don't like commuting, which I don't think anyone likes commuting. <laughs> but, um, you know, to be moving out here and are moving out of this private office in a co-working space and, you know, starting a new chapter elsewhere, which you will learn more about in the off season and possibly in season eight. So stay tuned for that. But thank you for being here. I love this office. It's really been my home away from home. It's been my place to have a very sterile environment to just focus on work and nothing but work and no distractions, no husband, no pets, no gardeners outside, no construction, no solicitors knocking on our front door, no food cooking in the kitchen and having to open the windows and air out everything. It's been absolutely amazing to just come to a private office for the last two years and just know that I'm coming here specifically because I'm going to work and going to record this podcast. So just want to take this moment. My husband already texted me. He's curious when I'm coming home. So I I need to wrap this up, but still want to be very present with you all and share this very, very, very special moment with you. So all that being said, again, if you want to hear me talk more about this, especially if you've always been a work from home person, go ahead and check out the bonus content where I do talk about this in our free portal, which you can join now at holdingonthefortpodcast.com forward slash portal. That's it. That's it. This is this is technically a wrap because I already I actually already recorded the season finale. And this is the the last, last, last thing I needed to record because I needed to um, send this over to my editor. And this is legit the last time I'm going to be recording in in this style with this background. So ah, let me just take a moment to take it in before my husband really nags me to drive home. (laughs) And thank you all. Thank you all for being here with me. 
And thank you. Just thank you. Yeah, it's a good setup, isn't it? I like this setup. I wanted to use this setup more. Um, it requires that I have to stand on my feet. <laughs> and it's been great because, you know, you just you burn calories just by standing. So, all right. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I hope you all are having a great kickoff to the holiday season. And I look forward to speaking with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. 